Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get to work now. Let's get going. All right, it has been a long off season, but ladies and gentlemen, Vineland High School football is back. Welcome into Crazy to think about this, Coach. Year 5 of the Dan Russo Show, presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, joined by the namesake of the show, head coach of Vineland High School Football, Coach Dan Russo. Coach, Year 5 getting underway this year with Underground Sports Philadelphia and Vineland High School Football. Welcome back to the show. Excited to get Year 5 going. Uh, I've been at both scrimmages this past week, and... It seems like there's a, a sense of, you know, renewed and refreshment from this Vineland High School football program and the energy levels from the players, the coaches, just everybody around seems like they are ready to get this season rolling. Yeah, you know, the staff and I worked, you know, very hard getting cycling in the right kids into our program, you know, kids that are dedicated in the offseason program. And, um, you know, they hit it hard four days a week. You know, they would play um, – basketball afterwards so they'd be in great cardio shape in the spring so it was like weights from you know 245 till almost you know 415 something like that then they played basketball from like 415 to um almost six o'clock it was really nice because i have the football team and you know the basketball team um working out together and then you know playing pickup basketball so they had a lot of fun and you know they're in great shape um you know if kids were uncommitted to our off-season program. They really weren't invited to uh, start with us in the summer, and some of them are just coming in now. And you know, they'll be um, JV players. They have to learn what it takes to be a um, you know varsity football here at Violent High School. And um, you know, I'm real proud of the kids. They've done good in the classroom. You know, they're great in the community. The most of them, you know, volunteered for you know, the Isaiah Pacheco camp with the Blitz, and then. Um, Jamil Demby camp with the Violent Midget Football League. So it's great seeing the kids out there playing a major role in those camps. We had, um, you know, all the stations, our kids were, you know, volunteers that day and you know, got some community service hours. So it was a great day for both camps, big numbers. And uh, football's grown in Violent, and uh, we've got great numbers here in all three of our programs varsity, junior varsity, and, and freshmen. Um, trying to respond to a lot of emails from people interested in playing. I'm, I'm doing my best to stay ahead of that. So, um, you know, people are excited. They've seen uh, some kids that are similar to themselves be very successful and going through our program and our youth football programs and now going to college and getting their degrees. And we even have a couple that everyone knows, you know, doing great things in the pros with Jamil Dembe and um, Isaiah Pacheco. So it's an exciting time here for us. Yeah, we had a, a – few big moves on the coaching staff this year for you guys that we'll dive into as well. We'll get into Isaiah, Jamil, and everybody playing at the college level later on in the show as well. But, Coach, going into this season, some new additions to this coaching staff. Talk to me about what went into you know the process of bringing in uh, these new coaches for the offensive and defensive coordinator positions. How did those conversations kind of get going, and how has it been you know gelling with some new coaches on this staff for the first time in quite some time for you? 
Yeah, the first thing I'd like to touch on is just thanking uh, Coach Volpe and Coach Smith for all they, they have done for the violent football program. They did an excellent job. You know, Coach Volpe is the offensive coordinator. Coach Smith is the defensive coordinator. And uh, Coach Schiff is uh, actually moving into a new spot as well. He's the assistant athletic director now, so he was our O-line coach. We also did an excellent job. We had a lot of successful years together, and I just you know, want to put a shout out there to those guys and thanking you know, them for all they did for us and for me personally here helping. Uh, it's not an easy job. It's a lot of moving parts, and those guys did an excellent job. And just some things changed. They're young guys, and, you know, their families are growing and their kids are getting older and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's not easy to uh, juggle family life and coaching football. It's, it's a lot of time, and, um, you know, they're just taking a break. Maybe someday they'll be back. So I just wanted to – you know, once again, thank those guys. I have a lot of respect for them and um, appreciate all they did. Uh, moving forward here with our new coaches, you know, um, first move I had to make was find an offensive coordinator. And um, it was a long process because I took my time and I was very patient. I'm getting a little older now, so I'm a little more patient than I used to be. So I, it's an extensive search for that. And I met a lot of great people, had a lot of interest. Took me about three months, but, you know, found the coach I really loved and uh, he's doing a great job. And that's, you know, with coach Kevin Tucker. Um, he was by far the best candidate that we had. And it worked out that our administration thought the same. and Our board of education approved him as well. And he's doing a fantastic job. He's coming from, uh, you know, Penn's Hawken High School was his last job. And he has experience at Camden Catholic and um, Pemberton as well. Son, his son Trey plays for a Momneth, so he's got, you know, football chops in their blood, and you know he's high energy man, and he uh, he knows what he wants to do, and he has a vision, and it fits well with our program, and you know the kids have really responded well to him, and he's you know he's he's a good fit for our program, and uh, real happy that he's here. And then we have Coach Dwayne Hendricks, who everyone in Cumberland County knows, a local legend here, you know, played for the Thunderbolts, as everyone knows. And um, <laughs> I think on. that might be the first time we've said that name on this show. Yeah, I have to be a little more polite. <laughs> I didn't say the M word, but I'll say you know, <laughs> Coach and I have a good relationship. He's a great guy. Um, obviously, Coach Heck is on staff with us, who's a legend also in Cumberland County with all his coaching that he's done throughout Cumberland County, you know, Vineland Midget Football League and then the Vineland and then the Thunderbolts and then back here to Vineland. Um, so Coach Heck thought very highly of Coach Hendricks, as did I. And um, he, he was a perfect fit for our program. You know, obviously, his playing career speaks for itself, playing at the universe, you know, University of Miami and then playing with the New York Giants and getting a Super Bowl ring, but he's high energy and, you know, I get here early and he's in here early, works out before practice. Um, wish I could suit him up for a few plays. Still. <laughs> we can still bring it. And uh, he's a great guy. He's all positive and he knows his stuff, just like Coach uh, Tucker. Kids responded very well to him. Uh, he was a little bit of a later hire, but I was fortunate, very fortunate to um, – 
be able to get him on staff. And he also works at CC Tech, where we have a lot of our players going. So now we have eyes and a presence at CC Tech there, and he's getting those kids over here as well. Um, you know, we're building our program here. You know, I'm going in the year 10, and um, it's, it's amazing how quick it has gone. And I look back, and I, you know, I'm happy with the work that we did, but we're still building here. And um, the kids are excited, hit the reset button this offseason. It's a new group of guys, a little mix of uh, some veterans and some younger guys, some younger guys with a lot of experience. And, um, you know, some different teams on our schedule we're looking forward to uh, playing against. And, you know, we have some fun things scheduled for the kids. We're trying to uh, – do some things that we've noticed at other schools where like maybe each each home game has some type of theme and this theme this week you know will be a whiteout we're going to give out you know some white t-shirts the cheerleaders are going to have them the vhs cheerleaders and the vhs marching clan we're going to give them some t-shirts to pass out to the fans with the most school spirit and who are cheering for you know the football team and cheering with the cheerleaders and you know, helping the band out, getting them hype as well. So we're trying to do some exciting things and, um, you know, looking forward to Friday night. Also, just another thing, we have uh, some new additions to the concession stands as well. We're going to have the Rowdy Rooster snack bar and the Rowdy Rooster grill. Um, reached out to a real good friend of mine who everyone knows in town, another former VHS football alum that has done so much for us. And so is his family. And that's Rob Bono, his family best. helping us out. And a good friend of mine also that Vineland high school, one of my classmates, class of 93, um, Victor Villar. He has Manny and Vicks over on Delcy. You know, we get the pizza there. So it's going to be a nice group effort of my you know, friends and former classmates and teammates. And they're all, backing us and trying to help us and we're going to have a great year yeah i'm looking forward to it just be like i said being at both scrimmages uh earlier this past week it, it felt different like it felt like a, a new sense of energy and a new sense of just like togetherness with this particular group of this vineland high school football team uh a lot like you said a lot of young guys with a lot of experience a lot of veterans on this team uh, and you said they've been responding well to this new coaching staff as well. And I also wanted to point out Coach Hendricks also has an Arena Football League championship ring to go with that Giants championship ring as well. Wow. Um, so he's, a Philadelphia team or a different one? I forget which team it was. I want to say it was a team that was in Florida. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's, he's so, bringing a, a few yeah, trophies to Vineland High School. He's so he's so humble. He doesn't he doesn't uh, brag about himself, obviously. He lets other, that's what I tell our players and Coach Hendricks. Obviously, was an NFL pro, so he knows if you're that good, other people talk about you. You don't have to talk about yourself. So, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of returning players though for this team. Obviously, your son back at quarterback, also playing some linebacker as well. Uh, what have you seen from Danny, and you know, progression from freshman year to now? You know, this offseason going into his sophomore season. Yeah, you know, it was it wasn't an easy season for him. I just felt like he really wasn't able, our quarterback wasn't able to showcase his skill set just because of uh, the obvious reasons. We had some problems up front, and um, he really had no time. And it's hard for any quarterback, no matter who you are, to um, move the ball, move your offense forward when you know, teams are teeing off on you. So we, our 
main focus this offseason was to get stronger and to get our linemen in there because, you know, last two years with all the COVID restrictions, you know, the thing, our advantage was always utilizing our incredible weight room and the kids buy into that. And who doesn't want to lift in a weight room like we have? So the kids have gotten stronger. Um, the offensive line has done a great job. We've got some we've got some dudes up front, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing them progress. A lot of them were sophomores and juniors that are now juniors and seniors. And, um, you know, I caught wind of something the other night, I guess, that Oakcrest was out watching our game, our scrimmage, and they um, they thought our quarterback was undersized. Um, our quarterback isn't undersized. It's just our O-line is probably oversized. oversized. the biggest O-line we've ever had. And um, not just tall, but, like, big and strong and had a great offseason. Um, offensive line, you know, the strongest guy out there is Patrick Gilbert. He's uh, 6'2", 310 pounds. Squats 500, bench pressed over 300. I mean, he's he's a strong kid. He's only a junior. He's uh, worked out hard in the offseason as well as uh, Emmanuel Devalis. You know, he's going to be our left tackle. Uh, mostly used him in defense last year, and he was a defensive specialist who's so good. He's been offered William and & Mary and Howard University full scholarships for football. But I, I asked him, question in the offseason do you like to win and he said yes and I said well I need you to play left tackle so he's helping us out on the offensive line he could play left or right um we're gonna have uh Gavin Gallo playing center for us he's a athletic kid that we got back he's gonna be a junior also plays lacrosse very athletic very strong kid uh, Sabian Chandler goes about 6'3 275 he'll be our right guard and we got a newcomer that's playing tackle for us, um, Jordan Bennett, who's a thrower on the track team. So I've seen him in the halls. Didn't work out last year getting him, but we finally convinced him to play, and he's a natural. He's over 300 pounds, probably close to 6'3", and he's an extremely strong kid. He's a natural at that position, so he's helping us out. And we also – Jamison got a little nicked up in the, in, the, in the scrimmage. We're hoping we get him for Friday, but – Right now, we're not sure he'll be back, and he's close to six seven. Told me he thought he weighed two fifty or something. We go to Rutgers, he weighs almost three ten. So he was a little off there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if they make scales that maybe way go over the two fifty mark right. in there, but he's he's athletic and gifted with the size and has the measurables. And you know, I expect a lot of these guys to be playing at the next level. Um, they're great kids and. You know, it starts and finishes with, the, you know, your offensive and defensive lines, and I feel like we've greatly improved on our offensive line. We have a really good tight end that was a little nicked up last year, but he's full strength, and uh, Charles Burt, but we're number 81 when we're attached and we have a tight end. You know, moving on to the uh, some of the other positions, you know, with our X receiver, our one receiver, but we're number one this year is James Hitchens, Jr., you know, he's a basketball player, very athletic. His vertical jump is insane. He's about – plays eight inches over the rim. For people to know how high a basketball rim is, it's 10 feet. So he's 10, 10 feet, eight inches with his vert. Um, we've got another newcomer that's doing real good at our H position with Carlos Rodriguez, you know, violent high school baseball player. We want all these other kids that play other sports playing football. You know, they they don't realize sometimes they get intimidated by the helmets and the shoulder pads, but don't realize they're 
they're a good fit for our program as well. So Carlos is out. He's done great. His nickname is CJ. Um, Xavion Diaz is our Z. We'll be we're, actually. I'm sorry. He's not our Z. He he's running X as well. Uh, Tyrell Powell is going to be our Z. Um, Coach's dream, great bloodline as the you know the Powell brothers um, with Tyreem, Tyrese, and now Tyrell. Um, incredible family, great kids. Um, just like the Blakely family, we've had a bunch of them in our program as well. But Tank, his nickname is Tank. He's going to hold down the Z slot receiver. He's doing a great job. He's worked extremely hard in the weight room, and he's got to be over six foot now. He's really hit a growth spurt. I mean, I saw him today. I said, I feel like he grew overnight. He's getting taller. <laughs> and then um, for running back, we have a, you know, a couple good running backs we're looking at here. Uh, very talented as Charles Clark from last year. Everybody knows. He was a freshman. Now he's a sophomore. He looks great. Got a transfer from uh, East Orange. His name is Prince Borte. He's looking good. He'll wear number 28. And also we have Hoseon Seriano Cruz that's doing a nice job as well. So um, I think I got every, also helping out at one position you know, at our H will be DJ Clark as well. Another great athlete, basketball player. So we've got very good, you know, ones and some depth there, at, you know, backing them up and some special packages for some special players that have special talents. You know, we're trying to package up our guys and, and get them in situations where they're successful. So I think I hit everything on the offense. And obviously, you know, you mentioned the quarterback, too, with Dan. Um, he's worked extremely hard in the offseason. He's, he's progressing well. You know, um, we feel like not only can he throw the ball, but he can move the ball also with his legs. And, uh, you know, he's played football his whole life like most of our guys have. And. A lot of them have football chops, and they understand, you know, what it takes to win football games. So we're looking forward to, uh, like I said, Friday night. We're going to take it a week at a time, and right now the focus is Oakcrest. Yeah, and I think, you know, bringing up all those those weapons on the offense as well, and even the offensive line, last year towards the end of the year when, you know, some of these younger guys were getting that call up from either the freshman team or JV, I felt, you know, personally, and when I was in the booth with Rich last year uh, as well, we would talk about it like, those guys getting that varsity experience together as a unit coming up, whether it was, you know, Charles, Xavion, uh, Bryce come up uh, later in the year as well on the defensive side of things, those guys coming up together and being able to kind of grow and learn, you know, as a team together is going to pay dividends, not only this year, but, you know, going into their junior and their senior years as well. And now that you have the depth as well across all of those positions and them, kind of knowing the, you know, the day-to-day routines of playing varsity football for your your coaching staff, I think that's going to pay huge dividends throughout this entire year now that they kind of know what it takes, the routines and everything like that, and they got used to it, you know, midway through last year, and now they're going to get a full season of that. Yeah, no doubt. I think mid-season last year when we played Williamstown for homecoming, I want to say we started seven or eight freshmen. We were nicked up and had some other issues going on, and um, some freshmen stepped up. One freshman in particular didn't get the one reps all week, and game day we're putting him in a position as a return man, returning kicks, returning punts, you know, starting defense. It was, wasn't was easy, but he, he, he hung in there and had a great game, but I think it was seven or eight freshmen that ended up starting that game or at least playing that Williamstown game. And we were playing, we were tough. 
against them. I think we were like tied at the half or down one score. I remember the first half being uh, close. They just had the one kid that um, ended up, the inch kid that ended up going yeah. to Villanova, who was an elite athlete that just, you know, you have a player like that, it changes the outcome of the game. So other than that, you know, it was an equal game and our kids hung in there. But, you know, they've worked hard. They're, you know, they're good kids. They're violent kids. They're tough. And they're loyal to the red and gray. And, you know, at, at both of the scrimmages, just kind of taking a look at the defense as well, obviously with Coach Hitchens being in there now, um, this defense looks mean. They look tough. They're big. They're strong. What have you seen from this defense so far this offseason and in, you know, uh, those two scrimmages that has you excited about the way this defense is going to be able to, to uh, perform this year? Yeah, you know, we do have some size and they have some speed. And I, I really think that the off-season program really helped. Obviously, we got them in there lifting and, and running them. But playing, I think they love to play basketball, put the music on. And where else are you going to go in violin where you have a beautiful gym, air-conditioned, no sun beating on your head, no cold air, no rain, <laughs> beautiful climate. Luckily, we have air conditioning now at Violent High School. It's been a couple years, and it's outstanding. But it's a great facility. That's a credit to um, administration. It's, it's a nice – and our, our board members, it's it's improving every year since I've been here. I've gone in the year 10, and it's, it's, it's nice. The kids have everything they need to be successful. So we're utilizing our resources and our facilities and trying to get this team where it needs to be. And I'm, I'm confident they're going to have a lot of success this year. It's a great group, but they're very, you know, like you said, getting back to the defense. We do have size, but they're very athletic. Um, Emmanuel's motor didn't stop that. Now he stood out. He's very in great shape. He plays basketball as well, and he's playing both sides of the ball, and he didn't ask for a break, and he didn't look like he was missing a step. He was all over the place. So that's that's what we want. If, you know, we have a kid that can handle going both ways. They're going to play both ways. If certain kids can, certain kids can't, you know, but – um. We need our big-time players to step up, and they are. And, you know, we're going in there uh, full strength every play, you know, every down ready to rock and roll here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of just see the, like you said, the, the speed of this defense to pair with the strength that a lot of these guys have, kind of seeing them take that next step uh, from where things left off last year on the defensive side of things where, you know, in most games – that defense was, you know, anchoring down and, and making big plays, and uh, I'm excited to see how they perform against Oakcrest, which is the first game this year, Coach. You guys hosting Oakcrest this coming Friday. Uh, what have you been able to kind of dissect from them, learn about them going into this matchup uh, for game one of the season? Yeah, you know, they have big play potential on um, on offense. They have some, some good receivers and the quarterback – when he has time, can get the ball down the field. So, you know, we have to try to do our best to eliminate the big plays as you do every game. But they do have the ability to, to you know, stretch the field and um, get the ball downfield. Um, and they have a, a good running game as well. So it's not an easy opponent. You know, there's a new coach in there, Coach Forrest. He's second year in there. He's trying to build something special there at Oakcrest. He's, he, I've had some uh, communication with him. And he's, he's a, I have a lot of respect for him. He's doing a nice job. Um, they're improved. It's not an easy game for us by any means. None of them are. We have to work hard. 
you know, each week. And like I said, our focus is Oakrest right now. You don't look past any of your opponents. And um, defensively, you know, they fly around. They make plays. They have some, you know, some good athletes. I've gotten to see them, you know, play Holy Spirit and then play Shalik the other day. The Holy Spirit scrimmage, you know, Holy Spirit's obviously a tougher opponent than Shalik, and um, it wasn't as easy. Shalik, you know, they're a group one school, and, you know, Oakcrest went up and down the field on them. So, um it wasn't as competitive, but they had two good com- opponents there in uh, scrimmages. Um, like I said, they they have big play potential. They have some really good athletes, and they're well coached. So it should be an exciting game Friday night. Yeah, and I know for for the longtime listeners of this show, we talk about the facilities and being able to use that incredible uh, you know Gatone Stadium facility, and you guys have been able to do that now for two scrimmages uh, this off season. How important, you know. How uh, how nice was it to kind of be able to use the home turf uh, for both scrimmages this year? Where last year you guys were on the road for EHT for one of the scrimmages, but to be able to be at home, kind of get acclimated to uh, that home base once again for both uh, scrimmages, I'm sure had to be a nice little uh, thing in the back pocket for you guys. Yeah, Gatone's incredible. You know, you get the shade there as the sun goes down. It's enclosed old school stadium with a beautiful brand new turf field that actually has multiple upgrades. We have one of the best fields in the state. It's uh, one of the best uh, quality turfs because of the um, so many blades per square inch. I was involved in that process. We also have cool play, which I found out about in the meeting, which cools our turf 35 degrees cooler than normal turf. You wouldn't even be able to be out there in the summer because they get so hot. So we have cooling agents in our turf that allow us to be on there, and everyone is just amazed by it, and so am I, and so thankful that our leadership was on board with doing this for our, you know, our athletes here at Violent High School. I go watch Oakcrest play Shalik. They're playing in the middle of a cornfield, and their field's burned up. It wasn't didn't look too. I, I was thankful where where we at. You know what I mean? It's like their field is surrounded by. Like I said, corn with a few bleachers and straight sun. It's like the field of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as I went there and there was no shade, and you know, I don't tan very well. I wasn't <laughs> happy, so I was looking for some shade, and it was hard to find. It's like kind of out in the open. But getting back to our facility, it's – I was a kid growing up in town. I'd, I'd look forward to playing on it. And, some, you know, the Blitz play on it too right now. They're – they're trying to get some things done at their facility, but it's been very slow and drug out. They have some resources that are in place, but I don't know what's going on. They're trying to clear out some of that land there. They're going to get a team house and scoreboard and concession and a you know, team room. But where I'm going with is they still play at Katone, but they're trying to get their own facility as well. Um, but facilities are important. You know, kids deserve to play on a safe playing field, and we have that. You know, and it's great. And I think, you know, even visiting teams coming in realize that when they get an opportunity to play against Vineland, they're getting the best of the best experience in terms of playing on a a world-class, you know, turf field and being in a world-class facility. No doubt. No doubt. It's a great facility. You know, playoff sports there, have the graduation there, some special events. Um, The community uses it, our youth. Sports teams use it. 
it's a win-win for the community. There's not a whole lot of great things going around at times. And to bring these type of facilities to our youth, you know, that's the future here, obviously. And it gets them excited about playing sports. And the biggest thing is safety. Right. Just the safety of these turf fields is second to none. They're level playing fields. It's soft. You know, we've had really good experience playing on it. And also it's cost effective. You know, at the end of the day, you calculate fertilizer, hiring someone to cut it once a week, lining it on and on and on, you know, your water bill, you know, it makes sense to do it. And that's why a lot of schools have done it. I feel like every school in our schedule, maybe besides Clearview, has turf. I mean, it's the sign of the times. It is what it is. And a lot of towns, their entire, uh, all their youth fields are turf. I know Eastern High School, every sports team, they have their own turf field. From what yeah. I remember, I remember soccer had their own, football has their own, uh, baseball even, I think, had it. It just makes sense. You know, you get a heavy rain, your field's underwater for a couple of days. You can't even practice. It puts you behind the eight ball. So your competition has a team, has a field they could play on, and um, you're losing practice. So it just makes sense, my 100%. Opinion. 100% agree I with you. I'm an advocate for turf. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it makes, like you said, it makes too much. It's, it's makes too much sense to not have it. Um, going into to Friday night, what are some things that you and the coaching staff are kind of looking for uh, with the matchup that you guys are, are presented with, with this Oak Crest team uh, that you want to see from your guys and who you're kind of looking to, you know, challenge a bit and, and step up to the plate to uh, perform on Friday night. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite new sayings is a, um, Mike Tyson saying, everyone has a plan to get punched in the mouth. And sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's uh, mental. So you don't like to use fighting as an example, but, you know, it is a sport, it is boxing, and it is reality. Um, we play a contact sport. And what I want to see with this team is what's happened. Basically, the, what I'm getting out of that quote is when adversity hits, are you going to be able to handle it? Are you going to act in a way that is negative and hurts your team. We're human. You're going to make mistakes. It's what you do after that mistake that's important to the staff and I. And um, we want them to be able to handle adversity. Forget about it. There's going to be some ups and downs in a game, and that's why you play four quarters. But you got to respond and be ready. And um, they're hungry. They had a little taste of success the other night against Apsigami. We did some good things. We did some things that weren't so good, but we're going to focus on the positives and we're going to build on that. And once you get a taste, I've been doing this long enough, once your team gets a taste of victory, they want it again and again and again. And we're looking to get these kids taste of victory Friday night, and we want to have it continue all season long and uh, have these kids ready to go and just bring some juice and positive energy and just bring the juice all the time. Like I said, the kids are juiced up. We're doing some different things and um, I'm proud of them. They've done a nice job and it's not easy doing what, what we do, the time commitment, um, the structure, the time that it takes to be successful in any sport, especially in my opinion with football, with all the moving parts, um, it's not easy. Um, they got to come out here in the heat with all the equipment, you know, the long hours, but they've done it. And, um, 
I feel like it's going to equate into a positive season here, and I'm um, looking forward to it. We already tipped our hand to the, the look good, feel good, play good. It is a whiteout on Friday night, so if you're going to the game, whip out the, the best uh, white outfit you got and make sure uh, you're in the stands supporting Vineland High School football. But, coaches, we always do to wrap up the show. We talk about the Vineland High School alumni, and since the last episode we've recorded, a lot of things have happened with a lot of alumni from this Vineland football program. First things first, Jamil Demby got his Super Bowl ring from the LA Rams. That ring is absolutely insane. Uh, just a, a fine piece of jewelry for a, a perfect way for Jamil to put a, a ribbon on the present that was his time with the Rams. He's currently a free agent, uh, working hard every day. I'm in contact with him a ton, and uh, he's just waiting for that phone to ring for his next opportunity. Uh, but what did you make of those L.A. Rams Super Bowl rings? Unbelievable. They're the nicest rings I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, they open up, right? And it shows you this, like the stadium. They open up. It's got the stadium set up the way it was for the Super Bowl. It's it's unbelievable that they were able to turn that into a ring. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. You know, he's a hard, he's always been a hard worker. Um, Looking forward to seeing that ring. Absolutely. And then... uh. We got NFL player number two, Isaiah Pacheco, now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he might be the talk of the NFL offseason. Everywhere I go, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Isaiah Pacheco is the talk of the NFL right now, whether it's unbelievable quotes from a Hall of Fame head coach in Andy Reid, a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, the fantasy football community, across the board, Everybody is in love with Vineland, New Jersey's own Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, it's hard not to love that kid. It's special. <laughs> it's special. Our plays worked a lot better when he was running them. Some of the, the <laughs> quotes this offseason, uh, you you would think Andy Reid was from Vineland the way that he was you know, speaking so highly of Isaiah, which is deservedly so. Uh, but I don't know if you saw this one. He compared Isaiah to being a combination of one LaShawn McCoy and Kareem Hunt, who, for the people at home, those are arguably two of the best four running backs Andy Reid has ever coached in his illustrious NFL career, and he thinks Isaiah Pacheco is a combination of both of them. That's incredible. I, you know, I can't wait to see him live, and I'm so happy for him. And he, he really um, took advantage of his opportunities, not only just in college, you know, and down the NFL, but here at Vineland, you know, playing for, you know, the Blitz when I got here back in uh, 2013. I got, to, you know, I got, I was lucky enough to be able to see him play, you know, for the Blitz that first year I was here in his eighth grade year, and he was amazing. And, you know, I just did everything in my power to get him here to Vineland because he could have gone anywhere he wanted. They were all over him. Even teams from Pennsylvania were driving down to Vineland to get him. And, his family and, and Isaiah decided to stay loyal to Vineland and look what he's become. So that's a perfect example of what you can do in the Vineland community. If your goals are set high, you work hard, you know, and you have what it takes. And he, and he just did it. And every year in our program, you know, he did better. And the most thing I'm proud of him is the way he performed in the classroom with his academics and ended up getting his criminal justice degree at Rutgers university. And, you know, He's set for life. He's going to be in the NFL, and then if he wants to practice 
in law enforcement, he's set for that too, like most of our guys do. And, you know, when they come back from college, the biggest thing I say to them, like I've told you before, is finish. Finish what you started, finish, get your degree, get your education. And, you know, the harder you work now, I tell the kids, the easier your life is going to be when you're older. You're going to have a nice job, you know, you're going to have a great degree and you're going to make a lot of money and help your, support your family. And that's what they're doing. So they're buying into what we're selling. And um, like I said, the, as I'm sitting here talking, I'm writing down a list of all the kids we have in college. <laughs> it's growing. And um, even now they're graduating and they're getting great jobs. Like I know, um, I know with Sanson, I talked to his mother. She's helping us out with busing and great woman. And uh, he's got a fantastic job. I think he's outside of D.C. as like a field engineer starting out with a really good salary. And, you know, he's... He's set to ended up getting his degree from Buck now. You know, we have Donovan Bennett, Gettysburg. You know, you go to college, you know, some really good colleges that these kids are uh, getting into and finishing. You know, we have uh, Raylan Blakely at TCNJ, where I went, and I'm happy we finally got someone from Violent High other than myself to the College of New Jersey. That's, that's a great accomplishment. You know, it's hard to get into. It wasn't as hard when I was there. I did okay in the classroom but not as good as some of these guys are doing um you know barry turner and conrad jackson are del val that's a really good you know division three football program mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. we have jonathan tony tyrese powell lathan kent at uh keen university i pronounce that it's keen yeah keen some people say it different you know i know the North Jersey people would sometimes, <laughs> but uh, I think I got it. It's Keene, right? Yeah. Keene University. We got Antoine uh, Rivera at Seton Hill University. You know, Shane Ecker, Zay Tatum at Alvernia. Obviously, Tyreem, you know, kicking ass at Rutgers. He's uh, he's getting all the spotlight on the Rutgers social media. He's, he's the next guy that's going to get drafted out of Ireland. So I know I'm forgetting a few, but we'll make sure that I. Uh, I update that at our next show. I mean, I just. I There's so this. many now from the time yeah. we started doing the show to now that yeah. it's just a testament to how well, you know, all of the, the former players and everything have done. Like you always say in the classroom, get getting that opportunity to go to the next level, whether they're playing football or not. And uh, that list will just continue to grow. Uh, I think with the, the current players on this team that will be moving on to the next level at some no, point as well. No doubt. And I can tell you that that's the number one reason why these kids are getting scholarships is because they take academics seriously, because that's the first thing I tell them. I actually tell these kids at the youth levels when I talk to them, because it's just the truth. It's just the, it's just the facts that these schools aren't taking kids. If you're a borderline CD student, if you get D's and F's, forget about it. Things are different nowadays. They have academic requirements. And the violent public schools have has has done a great job educating these kids. And, um, you know, we have tutoring set up for them after school. That's uh, subject specific. It's not some study hall where they just sit around and, and fool around. It's, a, it's tutoring by professionals who have their certifications in that subject that tutor our players and other students have access. It's just not athletes. It's the whole school, and I think it's really helped. And, hey, listen, if you take advantage of what it has to offer – the school system, um, you're going to be okay. We have kids 
in our program right now, two of them, and uh, and possibly more, but the two that I know are Tyrell Powell and Daniel Russo here are a year ahead and are going to graduate high school after their junior year. They were taking high school classes in middle school, which I want to say is the first for the first two players I've seen do it. And it's incredible. And they just take the academic piece that, that serious. They're over 4.0 GPAs. They're in advanced placement and they're doing what's required. They're working hard on and off the field. But the number one thing is academics. And getting back to Pacheco and Tyreem and, J- and Jamil and, uh, and Donovan Bennett and Jamer- Jeremiah Toki who went to Temple and on and on and on, they all did great in the classroom. And that's the message I send them when they enter here and prior, if I can, when I visit them at their youth you know, programs. But that's I can't say it enough. Obviously, you want to win games as a football coach in my position, but my number one priority is making sure they do well in the classroom. And my favorite saying is we're going to win here with the right kids and the right way, and that's what we do. We follow the rules. We make sure they're in class. If they make a mistake, they have a consequence, and they move forward. And um, I have a really good rapport with the teachers here. In the beginning, it wasn't so good because they didn't really know me. But now that the teachers got to know me and the administration, they know that I take the academic piece serious and the discipline serious, and we work together as a team, and we support one another. And that's just the way it is, and that's why our kids are doing well. It's a group effort. It's not one person that does it. You know, a lot of them have excellent parents or guardians taking care of them, and it's it's a group effort here. So I'm real happy to be part of it. Very excited uh, for this season for Friday night against Oakcrest. Kickoff at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can be at the stadium, obviously, or you can watch on the uh, Vineland Public Broadcasting or on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. Myself and Rich Scarpa in the booth calling the games once again this year. Excited for year two full-time in the booth to take in this Vineland High School football team. Great first episode, and for everybody listening at home, now watching at home as well, make sure you're following us on social media. Uh, you can follow Vineland Football on Twitter at VinelandFB for all of your updates. You can follow us at UndergroundPHI. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just search Underground Sports Philadelphia, and you'll get every episode of the Dan Russo Show. And you can subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel as well where you'll get full video episodes of the Dan Russo show as well, starting this year. Very excited for that to just continue to grow our partnership with the red and gray gridiron group, violent high school football and underground sports Philadelphia. But this has been episode one of season five, 2022 coach Russo. Any final thoughts? Yes. First of all, show's great and i appreciate you taking the time to do this thank you do a great job and your uh, business is just going to grow and you're excellent at it so thank you kyle but with that being said two guys i forgot about i didn't forget i had them written down i'm just trying to understand my chicken scratch here <laughs> I have my notes here i didn't type it i usually type things because it's it's more legible but um we've got anthony arthur at wagner Okay, Division One program, and they're going to play Rutgers, I think, week three. He's He was in – and the next guy I'm going to talk to you about, David Dutra. He's at Monmouth. 
some of our kids the last two years were in the hardest cycle to get scholarships because with COVID, all these players got an extra year. Every sport, just not football. So all these kids that are in college sports right now got an extra year. They got a redshirt year and a COVID year. Yep. All right. So that being said, it's still not right. It's still going to be hard next year, the following year. The scholars, there's just not as many scholarships. So David Dutra at Monmouth and Anthony Arthur at Wagner were given opportunities and they're taking full advantage of it and they're doing great. I um I gotta try to reach out to some of these guys. They're very busy. Obviously we're busy here and it's hard to touch base, but I know they're doing well. I talked to, you know, some of their parents and guardians and I know they've made the teams, they're doing well. And um I can't wait to talk to them and, and hear about their experiences here in college. So I'm going to try to get to that Rutgers-Wagner game. I think it is week three, possibly. Rutgers has Boston College first. It might be week two. Although pull Temple, it up here. Temple Let's might see. be week two. I'm working on getting some tickets to see Rutgers at Temple at the uh, Eagles Stadium. You know, that's always a good time. Yes, it is week two. Rutgers hosts Wagner September 10th. Okay, so I got to get to Rutgers for that. Get to see you know two of our guys, you know, play and um, and then week three is the Temple game. And I love the way football aligns high school, college, and pro. So Fridays we get to play high school, Saturdays college, and then Sundays NFL. It's it's just great. I love the fall. I can't wait for August to be over. Summer (laughs) to be over. I don't like the heat or the sun. Like I said, I don't tan well. And uh, it's exhausting being out there. So I cannot wait for fall, my favorite season, and my favorite sport, football, as most people love to, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I mentioned, we have a great group of young men looking to right the ship, and they're going to. And um, new specialty uniform that will be unveiled Friday night in honor of Coach Parentazzi. You know, his family decided in his memory to have donations come into the, you know, Red and Gray, our booster club. And uh, we were able to get these awesome uniforms that are tough, just like Coach Parentazzi was. It's that tough-looking Big Ten look that Coach Parentazzi liked. And I know he's going to be looking down, smiling, happy that the tradition goes on and – um we got some tough kids in our program that are going to bring it Friday night, and that's what we're all about. And to also add on to the scholarships for, you know, Anthony Arthur and, and Dutra and everything, like not only do some of these people have the the extra, you know, COVID year, but you also have the kids that are, you know, taking that, that got the red shirt, then they got their master's, you know, their grad oh. year, and then they get the COVID year. So some of these kids are playing in their sixth year of college sports. It's, so it's insane. It is. It, it's unprecedented, you know, here with what's going on. And um, our kids are still getting opportunities because, number one, they're doing it in the classroom. And that's both those kids I met, all these kids I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not stretching for gazing anything. These kids, they're doing it, man. And um, I'm proud of them. And, you know, they just have to have the right messages sent to them and um, the right information and be put in the right situation, which they are. You know, Violin, we focus in my position and the players on the positives and what it has to offer and how they're going to take advantage of it, not 
the other stuff. And that's what they do. And they're being very successful doing it. And I'm proud of them. So we're going to continue to do that. 100% Friday night, 2022 gets set for Vineland High School football at Gatone Stadium against Oak Crest. Like I said, you can watch uh, on TV on Vineland Public's uh, broadcast channel, Channel 9, or you can check it out on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. Myself and Rich Scarpa on the call, Coach Russo with the headset on, and hopefully next week Coach will be talking about a big Vineland High School win over Oak Crest. And uh, like I said before as well, make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. You get every single episode of the Dan Russo Show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also watch the show now on the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe there. Click the like button. Click the bell icon as well so you don't miss a single episode. And we'll be back here next week talking about uh, this matchup against Oakcrest. And, of course, breaking down every single game this year with Coach Russo and myself uh, as the following game next week we'll be talking about is uh, one of those old-school Cumberland County matchups against Bridgeton. So it'll be a good one. But for Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. This has been the Dan Russo Show, presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. We'll talk to you guys next week. Just a kid from the neighborhood, rock kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. I'll be